Welcome to the Chasing Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. Each episode is full of heartfelt and expansive content that will really help you expand your consciousness and grow as a person. I created this podcast because I wanted to share my own personal experiences on my spiritual journey, but I also wanted to meet others and have them share what they've been through and how they've gotten to where they are today. If you haven't done so already, it would really mean a lot to me if you could rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people, but it also allows me to get more guests on the show. Now on to today's topic. Hey guys, today I'm going to be talking about self-love. Self-love, self-care, embodiment, self-improvement, self-development, self-awareness. All of this to me really falls under the same category because if you are trying to practice self-love, you're trying to increase the love that you have and the understanding that you have for yourself, that requires you to practice self-care. That requires for you to grow. You're going to have to embody all of these things and you're going to really have to try to improve yourself and over time you will see improvement and you will see development and over time it will become more of a intuitive practice for you. I know me personally have um, struggled with self-love for my entire life and even with all of the work that I've done along my healing journey, I still struggle with self-love and I have improved so much. I have gotten so much better and my confidence has increased. I'm more sure of myself, but I definitely still have bad days. I have moments. Um, I have a lot of doubt sometimes. I have a lot of self-critical thoughts that like to trickle in and it, it still it still takes work. So I don't want anyone to think that because I am promoting self-love and I'm talking about how you need to learn to accept and love yourself that that means that I am perfect and that I am in any way trying to shame or criticize you. I am speaking on this because it's something that I go through. It's something that I struggle with. And in fact, most of my episodes are things that I either am currently experiencing and struggling with or I already have. And some things we may, you know, have a hard time getting through them and it may take a little bit longer. And for me, self-love is just one of those. But I also feel like self-love is one of the most important lessons that we need to learn. Because in order to truly embody love, we have to love ourselves. You cannot truly love everyone unconditionally until you learn to accept and love yourself unconditionally. 
And what I really want to talk about is how this looks different for everyone. How loving yourself is going to be individual and it's going to be a practice for you that you will have to develop and go within and have awareness around your doubts and around the way that lack of love is presenting itself. So for some, self-love may look like material things. Self-love may be buying yourself, you know, something nice or, you know, getting yourself a treat, treating yourself to, you know, a nice meal or, you know, buying some kind of goodie at the store that you saw. Self-love may look like a way of pampering yourself, you know, for, for you, you may feel loved or you may show yourself love when you get a massage or when you take a long, nice bath and maybe you, you know, use bath salts and maybe you use herbs and flowers and bubble bath and I actually, you know, make those things. So I definitely resonate with that. I make self-love bath salts and self-love bath bombs and I think it's definitely a wonderful tool to practice self-care. Um, self-love may look like taking time to yourself, spending time doing things that you enjoy doing or spending time doing things that you don't get normal time to do within your everyday life like setting time aside to meditate or setting time aside to read a book that you've you know, been working on reading or journaling. Self-love can look many, many different ways, but a lot of people don't think of some of the less inviting ways that we show love. And that's going to look like waking up early when you don't feel like it. Going to bed at a decent time so you can get proper sleep. Uh, limiting your screen time because nobody needs to watch five hours of TV a day. Or turning your phone off instead of responding to every message that you receive. Or scrolling through social media mindlessly when you have other things that you actually need to do. Or you have other priorities that need to come first. Self-love also looks like exercising when you don't feel like it. Fitting in that extra workout or the extra time for yoga. Self-love means finding the motivation to do things that we don't really want to do, but we know that they're good for us or we know that they're in our best interest. And Many, many different things will fall under this category for you, depending on your situation. It, it could be, you know, things at, at work, um, things for school, finding time to clean out the refrigerator that's just been piling up with junk or, you know, clean out all the clutter and things that have accumulated in your closet these things 
our self-love and self-care because when we really look at self-love as a whole you have to factor in your entire health your mind your body and your spirit self-love can look like eating healthier making sure that you're drinking enough water eating fruits and vegetables you know more frequently or throughout your day self-love is also saying no when you need to say no setting boundaries for yourself is is a very important self-love practice if you are not able to tell the people around you no then you are denying yourself you are telling yourself that that person and what they want and what they need is more important than you and what you want and what you need and this doesn't mean that you have to be selfish in every situation there will be times when you are truly feeling called to put others first as we should there will be a time when your ethics and your morals and your integrity will tell you to put others first and in those moments of course you said you should say yes but that doesn't mean that you should always say yes when you really need to say no when you feel deep down that it is a no for you when you don't have the capacity when you don't have the time the energy you can say no and in fact you should say no and i know i have a lot of you know parents that listen to this because i have a lot of followers that you know fall between 25 and and 40 so this also means saying no to your kids Yes, your kids are important and you love them to pieces and you probably, like most parents, love them more than you love yourself and you would do anything for them. But if you can't set boundaries with them, then they are also going to learn that they can't set boundaries with others. We end up embodying the love that we saw, the love that we were taught, the love that our parents or our caregivers embodied. Really think about that. Really ask yourself, where are you not supporting yourself? Where does self-love lack in your life? And maybe in some ways you've got it down pat. Maybe you don't have a problem with taking that Sunday relaxing bath. Maybe you don't have a problem with getting that morning run in or taking the dogs for a walk and clearing your mind or buying that cookie for yourself on Saturday afternoon while you read a book. Maybe some of these things you're good at. Maybe some of these ways 
you are more accepting of. But then ask yourself, where is the lack of self-love? Are you able to tell people no? Are you able to say no when it truly should be a no? Are you able to set boundaries with your kids? If you're tired and you're beat and you really truly just want to rest or you truly just want to relax and be alone for a while, are you able to do that? Or do you give in to the needs of your children, your partner, your boss, or whoever it may be? Are you able to love yourself in some ways, but maybe you fail at your diet? Maybe you don't take the time to cook yourself nourishing meals. Maybe you eat a lot of processed food, a lot of junk, a lot of dense nutrient foods, a lot of crap. Maybe you don't drink enough water. Maybe you don't get enough sleep. Maybe you have no motivation to do anything except for what you absolutely have to do. You know, oftentimes when we lack motivation, it's because our mind is too cluttered. We have too many thoughts going on and it weighs us down and it bogs us down. And this all comes back down to what are you holding on to? What are you not being true and honest with yourself about? Because self-love is also healing and releasing. You have to look at your triggers and ask yourself, why do I feel this way? You have to pay attention and notice when you're wrong and apologize. And yeah, these things are hard to do, but you have to start with awareness because self-love is admitting when you're wrong. Self-love is looking at your shadow and embracing it, looking at your past, looking at your trauma and your wounds and accepting them and then healing them. Self-love is not just an act or practice of superficial things, materialistic things, or doing things that just make us feel good. Self-love is also doing things that make us uncomfortable, that make us not feel good. When we know that they're going to push us to grow, when we know that they're going to be good for our mind and our body and our spirit. It's not always going to look easy. It's not always going to feel good. It's going to be uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable because it's not what we're used to. Think about how your parents and your caregivers provided for you. Think about how they showed love. And ask yourself, 
if maybe what you didn't receive from them, what you didn't or what you weren't taught from the way that they love, does that have anything to do with the way that you treat yourself now? If you had parents that were never there because they had to work all the time to provide, you know, a house and a home and food, maybe you were very independent and maybe you didn't eat a lot of home-cooked meals. Maybe you ate a lot of junk. So, do you nourish yourself now? Do you nourish your body with food now? Maybe you had parents that never admitted when they were wrong, never admitted when they made a mistake, or and never apologized. Maybe they were very stubborn, and they never saw anyone's point of view except for their own. So, do you struggle with that now? Is it hard for you to admit when you're wrong? Is it hard for you to apologize and let it go? A lot of times, especially in my past, and I still struggle with this from time to time, when I would have to apologize, I would literally get this feeling in my chest that was just so painful. It was horrible for me to have to say I'm sorry and apologize. I would get this lump in my throat. Why? There's nothing wrong with apologizing. We encourage children to apologize when they've made a mistake. And we don't ask them to beat themselves up for it. We don't ask them to hold on to it forever and think that they're a bad person. We tell them, it's okay, everyone makes mistakes, apologize and move on. And that's how we should treat ourselves. That's what we should tell ourselves. Because it is okay. And we should apologize when we're wrong. But we shouldn't hold on to it. We shouldn't beat ourselves up for it. Because everyone is going to make mistakes. And that's how we learn and that's how we grow. If you can't admit when you've made the mistake, you'll never learn from it. You'll never grow from it. Because the lesson will never be learned. And one other thing that I feel like is important when we talk about self-love is sometimes we can think that we are loving. We can think that we're practicing self-love or even love for others, but it's actually fear. It's fear-based. So ask yourself when you feel restriction, when you feel like you can't stand up for yourself, when you can't say no, or when you can't follow through with the things that you have said you were going to you, ha- you can't meet the goals that you have set. You can't find the motivation. You can't incorporate the self-love practices or, you know, whatever it may be that you're struggling with. Ask yourself, is there fear here? And what is that fear? 
can you not say no because you're afraid that then that person is not going to love you? That that person may reject you or abandon you? Even if it's your kids, are you not telling them no because you're afraid that they're going to think you're a bad parent? That they're going to get angry at you and, and hate you? Fear will block us from doing the right thing. Fear will block us from truly loving ourselves and loving others. And sometimes you have to ask yourself to get to the root of what the issue is, is what are you afraid of? And if you have kids, you can really look at the way you feel you should love them. Or if you don't have children, think of the way you feel a parent should love a child. Or um, the way a parent should care for a child. Or how you would care for someone that you love and that that person may not know how to provide for themselves or they can't provide for themselves or, or love themselves. Sometimes when you love someone, you have to teach them. You have to show them discipline and teach them responsibility. I mean, I know most kids don't like brushing their teeth and most parents have to yell at them or tell them over and over again, brush your teeth. They don't like it. I don't know why. I don't know why kids hate brushing their teeth. But it doesn't matter. My kids, I tell them every day, brush your teeth. You would think by now that it would just be a habit, right? It would be a routine. Hey, every single day, mom tells me to brush my teeth. So let me go ahead and do that. But it never, it never fails. One of them, if not all of them, they're not going to brush their teeth until I say it. And you have to think of all love in the way that a parent loves a child. Because sometimes what we need to do for ourselves is uncomfortable. It's not what we want to do. It doesn't always feel good to us. But it's what is good for us. And that's the difference. So when you practice self-love and you're on your healing journey and you're on your self-love journey, just remember that sometimes loving yourself is going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes loving yourself is going to be hard. But if it's good for you, then you should push yourself to do it. But also remember that rest and relaxation is equally as important as motivation and getting things done. We have to have that balance. And a lot of times we get messed up there as well. And we think that we are only loving ourselves when we're pushing ourselves and we're always 
chasing the next goal and we're always doing something and we're always being productive and that is when you will really hit burnout that is when you will eventually collapse and when you collapse you're not loving anyone and you're especially not loving yourself so try to find that balance where you are pushing yourself to your goals and you are finding ways to stay motivated and achieve the things that you know are good for you but may be uncomfortable but also honoring the times when you're just not in the mood when you need to rest and relax so that your mind body and spirit can rest and heal and when you begin again you'll feel rejuvenated and it'll be easier for you to conquer the things that are more difficult. I really hope that you found this episode helpful in some way and just know I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe so that the podcast can reach and assist more people. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love.